Welcome to the Tech Lead Coaching Network podcast. This is episode number four. The Tech Lead Coaching Network is an informal, community-based, open-source network of tech leads where we support each other through in-person workshops and peer-to-peer, one-on-one tech lead coaching, all free, volunteer-based, and did I say open-sourced? We focus on the tech lead role, that first level of leadership position, which you find quite a bit in the software engineering industry, but you could find in related fields like systems engineering, security, QA, data science, and etc. We focus on it because the tech lead role is a hard one and has the most day-to-day impact on the success of the enterprise. Most tech leads, however, don't get much support or training, yet they're expected to lead through influence, which is actually a fairly hard form of leadership, even for those who are experienced managers. You could be listening to this because you want to be a tech lead, you are a tech lead, or you manage tech leads. We also do a Tuesday morning California time, morning rush hour roundtable style conference call. You are welcome to join. Just drop me an email to michael at techleadcoaching.com. We record them and post them here. This podcast is intended to be a useful thing for the community members to stay involved and feel connected, but also for a little marketing and to share some ideas broadly. To get involved in the network, join online at techleadcoaching.com. As I said, it's free and you can join at the lurker level if you just want to stay in touch, get weekly email updates, and other interesting tidbits. There are other levels too, like the participant, contributor, and coach level, which we're still kind of working out. You know what they say about networks, the quality of them increases exponentially with membership, so I hope you'll join us. This is episode number four, so thanks for giving it a listen. It's Thursday, February 21, 2019. Let's talk about what we're going to talk about today. Today, I want to share the story of someone who got promoted to a principal engineer and share features of her story that I think are super relevant to this community. On Becoming a Principal Engineer by Sylvia Botros is an awesome blog post from a few weeks ago. It's the kind of post that's actually really hard to find because so few people are willing to share their stories and their vulnerabilities. Our amazing author was looking to get promoted from a senior database engineer, I told you this is more than just software engineering, to a principal engineer at SendGrid, the email delivery company. She tells her story in this article and learns that being a principal engineer means you need strong tech lead skills to be a force multiplier in your enterprise. Let's get into it. She explains that similar to other enlightened tech companies at SendGrid, you can get promoted to a director level as an individual contributor without having to be a people manager. My last company was doing something similar. Let me know in the comments or by an email if your company does or doesn't create these kind of promotion opportunities. This career path makes a ton of sense to me because I don't think it's necessarily critical that people actually manage others to get those kinds of promotions. So first, what is a principal engineer or a principal anything in a tech company? She explains her understanding of the principal engineer beautifully. She explains it's not just a senior, senior engineer. It's fundamentally different. She says the principal engineer is, quote, an individual contributor position that is on a different playing field as it involves competencies that no longer apply to only technical prowess, such as, quote again, cross-organization 
excuse me, cross-organizational collaborative signals, which I take to mean you're in a leadership role. At my last company, we actually had a committee that made principal principal engineer recommendations, so it's not a given that people are going to grow into these roles. It takes extra strong tech skills combined with tech lead skills to get it. However, I do feel strongly, if companies are going to create this kind of position, that you need to have some strong leadership skills to be moved into, well, a senior lead role in the company. Maybe I'm biased. And what this author discovered is that she needed just that. And surprise, surprise, leadership requires a lot of people skills. She says, and I'll quote at length here, on becoming a principal engineer, it quickly became clear to me that my job involved a lot more than closing tickets and writing code to achieve things. Yet I am still a maker, not a manager, and I do not have anyone reporting to me, but my new position now requires leadership duties that are best not left implicit or not handled with the same outcomes-oriented focus as my past coding assignments. This is one of the reasons I love focusing on the tech lead role. It keeps your options open in terms of how you want to grow your career. It could be management, such as the choice I made, or it could be something like a principal engineer or principal architect. Next, she dives into why a principal role is a force multiplier and what it takes to be a force multiplier. If you're stepping into a tech lead role, I bet your management team may very well be looking at you and talking about you as a possible force multiplier. The author of the article is careful to distinguish the term force multiplier from the old 10x engineer term, which I'm grateful she did because I forget people can be confused. She says a good principal engineer is a force multiplier because she can speak to technical aspects of the product, connect planned work to business strategy, and to what makes the company more successful, and maybe more importantly, have the interpersonal skills to influence others around them toward these goals. I thought that was amazing. Then she does something even more amazing by calling the choice between management and tech-focused leadership a trick question. I wish I had spotted it as the false dichotomy that it is, and she called out. She says, quote, all problems are solved by people, unquote. And then she says something I bet you're feeling too. Quote, tech leadership is the level where one wishes more problems were purely code because we can make code do a lot of things. Making people do anything is harder and influencing people to do what we want is harder still. I think that's extremely insightful. It's an amazing article and I hope you'll read it. I'll put a link to it in the notes below. So in summary, Sylvia shares an amazing story of how she's learning to be a force multiplier and what it means to her company and her career. I wonder what you think of it. Let me know either in the comments or in an email directly to me or through our community. And I'd love to hear more what you think of it. Thanks so much for listening. Hope you found today's episode helpful or at least sort of interesting. Please share your feedback directly to me at michael at techleadcoaching.com. Right now I'm able to read and reply to everything and I look forward to hearing from you. Subscribe to this podcast if you can. Give us an awesome rating if you can so we can reach more people and have an amazing day, Tech Leads.